0: Our scripture this morning comes out of Romans, chapter 6, verse 1 through 11. What then are we to say? Should we continue to sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is free from sin, but if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Is it coming? Oh, there he is. This is Paul. This is a statue of Paul in Rome at the Basilica of St. Paul outside the walls. Um, it's called Outside the Walls because when it was originally built, it was still outside the walls of the original city. Now, of course, Rome has grown so much, it's almost right there in the middle. Um, and this is, a, this is a basilica dedicated to Paul. His, act- his sarcophagus and his remains are actually there. Uh, Paul is holding a sword, and in, in art, in ancient art and uh, things, it is important that those who were martyred for their faith carry the implement of their death. So you will always see Paul with a sword. Um, you will always see St. Lawrence with a grill, uh, things like that. We've talked about Romans a few times, as recent as a couple of weeks ago, and although this is the last time you will hear me preach on Romans, it is the epistle book in the lectionary throughout the summer, all the way through Labor Day. The Revised Common Lectionary is a good way to familiarize yourself with the Bible, and it's a great way to start a devotion routine if you happen to be looking for one. A simple Google search will bring it up. Remember as you read and listen to Romans that during this time in the city of Rome, Christians, Jews, Greeks, anyone thought as other, anyone who was not naturally, a naturally born Roman or had the audacity to believe that the emperor was not God, was treated not only as less than, but was used for entertainment fodder. As Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, he reminded them of the importance of their faith in God and in Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit. It would not be long until he returned to the city himself and faced a death that many Christians of the time faced in that city. Unlike Peter, who was crucified, Paul was beheaded. In this bit of Paul's letter to the Roman Christians, he was encouraging them to remember their baptism. While they were surrounded by those who did not have their best interest at heart, and while they were surrounded by temptations, Paul reminded them that through their baptism, their old ways died with Christ. And with his resurrection, came their resurrection as a Christian people. Through the sacrament of baptism, we are united with Christ, connected with Christ through all the ages, so so completely that we share in his death and his resurrection. When we received the water at our baptism, our old self died. We put on Christ, and thus, we must let the old ways fall away. Through baptism, we are dead to sin and alive to God. Someone who is baptized cannot remain in a life of sin without betraying who they have become through water and the Spirit. Paul spoke about the grace of God and that the grace of God is big enough to cover any sin. But he made sure to articulate to the people that just because God's grace can cover any sin, they are by no means meant to keep sinning. God in Jesus Christ has the power to right our wrongs no matter how big they are. But this is, as Paul states throughout his letter, by no means an invitation to continue to do wrong. As Christians, as people familiar with the grace and mercy of God, they would know that to continue in sin would be to ignore their baptism and to ignore the baptism, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. Paul brings us an understanding that baptism is a type of exodus. Just as Israel was once under the control of Pharaoh, humanity was also under the control of sin. And just as Pharaoh's power over the people of Israel was destroyed when they passed through the waters of the Red Sea, so the power that sin has on our lives is destroyed when we receive the water at Holy Baptism. But we know through our own life experiences that just because we are baptized, it does not mean we are not met with daily challenges against sin. Again, Paul's understanding of baptism is like the Exodus. Israel passed through the water, saved, but into the wilderness. Far from the promised land, but God was traveling with them. God was with them every step of the journey. God is with us every step of our journey, reminding us that sin no longer holds dominion over us, and the fullness of the resurrected life lies before us. In our modern lives, we have a tendency to not always allow what we believe to dictate how we live. We have a fancy knack of compartmentalizing our behaviors. The late David Bartlett, who was a professor at Yale Divinity School, put it this way, We think that because our hearts belong to Jesus, our bodies, our checkbooks, our votes, and our property values belong to us. In Paul's point of view, that is impossible. Paul says that we walk with Christ, not just think or believe, but actually walk the walk of Jesus Christ in our lives. We have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God, we too, might walk in the newness of life. Through our baptism, all that we do reflects Christ outwardly and inwardly. We are now gonna take a look at our baptismal vows. These vows may have been made on our behalf as infants, and we confirmed them when we became old enough to answer for ourselves. As we go through this, I encourage us all to, and especially those who have not been baptized, to listen to these words as we reaffirm our faith. Listen to the promises made to Christ through these words. If you are currently discerning, if you would like to be baptized by the water and the Spirit, listen to what the Spirit is saying to you through these words so that when you do come forward for your baptism, you will be sure and strong in your commitments to Christ and the church. If you have been baptized, maybe you have forgotten what was promised to God on that sacred day. We only receive the water once, it does not wear off. It is strong enough to withstand our lives no matter what we have done but we are encouraged to reaffirm our faith and our vows from time to time. Siblings in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through the confirmation and the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God has done for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. As these questions are asked, if you agree, respond with I do. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your savior, put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church that Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and include all those here now in your care? Will you, with God's help, proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ? Will you surround one another with a community of love and forgiveness that all may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others? Will you pray for one another that you may all be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life? Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the Old and New Testaments through the Apostles' Creed. Do you believe in God the Father? Let's have a little bit of life as we commit ourselves to Christ, shall we? Let's start again. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father, almighty creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? and Noah, thanksgiving over the water the Lord be with you. with you let us pray eternal father when nothing existed but chaos you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light in the days of Noah you saved those on the ark through water after the flood you set in the clouds a rainbow When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them from freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land, which you promised. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of the womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection, and to make make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who have received it. To wash away their sin and and to continue to clothe them in righteousness throughout their whole lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen.